Jaren Cacophony tells you you're listening to another episode of the Power of Three podcast. We are three Doctor Who fans who like to discuss, digress, and do other words that start with D about let's Doctor have a think, Who. Let's have a think about disgust. Disgusted by. Yes. Um, doubt. Um, doubt. We sometimes yes, doubt. We do, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, um, dance. Is that a euphemism in the Moffat style? No, I literally <laughs> just mean express our joy and love for Doctor Who through the medium of dance. I've got no rhythm, so we can't do that. Right, well, I've got, I've got buckets. Tom's got his karaoke machine, so we could figure something out. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, yes, as we're saying, you're listening to The Power of Three, and we're back for another episode. I'm Kenny Smith. I'm sitting here in a beautiful evening in Queen's Park in Glasgow, which might explain the background noise that you can hear. But I'm not alone, just like Professor Yana. Who am I with? Hello everyone, David Steele here, making my first appearance in a couple of weeks. I can only apologise about my absence, but I've been working! Yay! Which is amazing, which has been good. Busy, busy, so apologies. I'll do my best to be as visible and make appearances whenever I can. Tom's not with us, sadly, because he's working too. So, yeah, you're stuck with us. Yes. Power of two. But it's better, it's, you know, I'm not going to say it's better than the power of one, but it's maybe possibly slightly more value for money. <laughs> as a listener possibly yes there's a lot yes. more talk in it and a lot less music so oh well at least I've got to play DJ for a couple of weeks <laughs> so yes we are going to discuss something that is of course of recent relevance following the announcement of The Evil of the Daleks is coming to an animated form on DVD and Blu-ray discs yes and probably on BBC America as well most likely yeah. so it's a bit of a an announcement that we all sort of knew was coming anyway isn't it Dave? yeah I think um, there's been a lot of a lot of chat and a lot of mumblings about such things. Yes, after the Daily Mirror revealed them earlier. Yeah, did they? I can't the remember. Year. I probably, I probably did see that. I mean, it's, I have, I'm never sure. <laughs> I'm never sure what I'm allowed to say that I've heard and what I haven't heard. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, there's things I've probably been told or heard or whatever that you know that might scandal and surprise people, but you know, or maybe oh, you know, excite people about what's pending and release schedules. But I can never remember what I've what I've been told, and I can never remember what what I'm allowed to say. at last. I wondered if we ever would. So, as far as Evil of the Daleks, I do remember it being talked about, so now that it's been announced, finally, I can go, oh yes, good, I'm very, very excited about Evil of the Daleks being released, because I think it's a very, very, very interesting story. Now, Kenny, do have you, how familiar are you with Evil of the Daleks? Very. I have bought the original Tom Baker narrated release mm-hmm. back I on tape that. when JNT too, did it. Yeah, yeah. I bought the re-released version when it was on CD with New Links from Fraser Hines, and okay. a far better narration. I have watched the telly snap recon mm-hmm. i have watched episode two from daleks the early years mm-hmm. and later lost in time so no i know nothing about it yeah i mean i um i watched the loose cannon recon run about must have been in 2009 when i was sort of in the process of doing my one and only ever watch through of all of doctor Who from beginning to to where it was at at the time it's you know we can't I don't think we should talk too much about the story and its merits at the moment because when it comes out, we'll probably do an episode where we talk about it. Yep. But it's um, it's an interesting one. I think it's worth special mention for for um, everything that Fraser gets to do 
And this is the story, I mean, I, I'm kind of on the record as not being the biggest fan of the second Doctor. And this is the story that kind of, um, what's the word, cemented my opinion. But I'll say no more, okay. because we'll talk about it. You know, when, once, we've, down the once line. we've done, but it's it's good. I mean, it's nice that it's it's a whole big seven episodes being newly animated. I wonder if they'll make episode two in color for the sake of BBC America. <laughs> didn't they do that with the faceless ones? They made they color animations of the, the the excellent episodes. Yes, and I believe that the Web of Fear release, which is also pending, which I don't know if we talked about that yet. We haven't yet. Right, We're going to come we'll, to that shortly. We'll talk about that then. I believe that the Web of Three, the Web, the web of Three, the Web of, it's <laughs> a new spin-off podcast where we talk about spiders. Um, the Web of Fear episode three, I believe a colour version of that is being animated for its release, but they're not animating the rest of it in colour. So I think it's bizarre that someone could watch episodes one and two in monochrome and then have the option to watch part three as a colour cartoon and then go back into black and white. The mind boggles. I don't understand. But anyway, um, that's probably skipping yes, ahead. Let's let's go back, back, to, back to evil. 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 Yeah. Evil since the dawn of time. I read the book. I yes. One of the, I think the book's one of the last ones that, it I, was, that yeah. went into my collection because I think it was one of the, the handful that my good friend Steve Higgins, hi Steve, wave, got me towards the end because he got me that in the rescue and Hand of Fear and it was another one. Do you have Wheel in Space? Oh, I got Wheel in Space. I've told you this before. I bought Wheel. I think I told you this before when we did Wheel in Space. Yes. I did. bought Wheel in Space and Vengeance and Varos. I got them. Bought them both in a bookshop in Paisley the day I got my very first filling. You did. I remember. There we go. So yes, Wheel in Space. And you yeah, I use I use it to wash the kitchen floor and to wedge windows open and stuff. That's not true. That's what I use my copy of I'm Right and Everybody Else Is Wrong by Tom Harris. That's what I use that for. <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> well, going back to evil sequences, yes. I'm, I mean, I've, I'm interested to see if they've made any cuts to it, as obviously the Macro Terror release got yes, a bit of helters yes, at the time right. because they cut the whole rough and tumble uh-huh. costume change scene because it would have been too difficult to animate. Yeah, and they also, I think they nipped the ending a little bit, didn't they? Mm-hmm. From what I remember, which is a shame. I don't know, Evil of Daleks, like, I'm really looking forward to seeing episode one, seeing what they do with that. It'll be interesting to see if they use the Beatles. Or if they use Dave D. Dozy, Beaky McIntyre, which I believe is what was released when, it, when the, um, the CD or, or tape version was used. Mm. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. Because I know that, I think, I think I'm right in saying it, in some markets the DVD of The Chase is missing the sequence when you hear the Beatles music. Yep. It'll be interesting to see if that works. Because when you think about it, I mean, the story came out, was shown in 1967, and they had that genius point of demonstrating that it was actually set in 1966 by having paper by writer on the background. Yep. Phenomenal. Amazing. Very clever. So right. a, year, a year's a long time in pop music, and by that time it was all you need is love, and we're building up to magical, you know, Sgt. Pepper was, was a thing, but it was about to happen, so it was, it was genius to, just to go back to, yeah. to a year before when they hadn't even thought about growing moustaches. Mm. And do you think it's... The Beatles, that. Russell I, don't, T- I don't mean Fraser and Peter <laughs> Bryant and the, the rest of... Yeah. And Deborah Watling and all that lot. I don't think Deborah Watling ever grew a moustache. Probably not, I hope no. not. God oh, bless her. Jinx, oh. you and me a Fanta. <laughs> Yeah, he will, he will, I mean, I'm looking forward to all the stuff when, when Jamie, uh, the trials of Jamie, etc. Yes. The Dalek Civil War sequences, the, you know, Mara Simon Hodges recently posted some of his rendering of the of the Emperor, so it'll be nice to see how that's done, mm-hmm. see if it compares. Did you see the leaked animatics a few months back when it had the Disney Daleks and pushing the Doctor rounds that was on YouTube? Remember. It was no. on YouTube for about a day, and then it was pulled, because one of the animators had put it on his own personal YouTube, Right. and somebody had found it, and of course he's like, oh, what's going on here? And it looked really good. It's, I mean, it's basically oh, moving single my, frames. My biggest hope is, um, I've just noticed a piece of graffiti, that looks like me. 
<laughs> There's a bit of someone's draw, drawn a picture on the um on this park bench that we're sat at, listeners. I'll take a photograph and tweet it so you can see it. Well, I'll take a selfie of me and Ken so you can see where we are. Look forward to that selfie appearing on our Twitter imminently. My biggest hope is that, that they really stick to the to what we got on telly. They don't elaborate too much. I felt that um aspects of Fury from the Deep kind of got a little bit away. I mean, I love the sequence in the helicopter was sort of attacked by the tentacles and the weed that came up out of the water. That was that was really good. But I felt the story was nowhere near as claustrophobic as it could have been because, you know, they, they drew the sets bigger than they were and, you know, it lost a little bit of the atmosphere. So I hope, my biggest hope about Evil and Alex, in fact, of any of the animations, is that they're as accurate to what we originally got on television as possible. Because otherwise, I think, what's the point? Okay, How do you, you feel about See, that? I think... For example, yeah, I know what you mean. I do. You like this to be a sort of coherence. I mean, I like the way that when they did Power of the Daleks, the fact you were getting animated versions of sets that we knew and recognised, and you, and that was quite a really nice way to start it off. But then by the time we got to Micro Terror, it's taking liberties. Obviously, we've got big macra picking people up and holding Ben by the ankles and things mm. like that. I don't have a huge problem with See, it. See, so, like, I mean, it's it's weird because I I tend to find that I watch the animations. See if I'm going to watch it. I find myself just watching the, the Teddy Snap version. <laughs> I don't, you know, I think Power of the Daleks is a nice war is probably my favourite out of the ones they've done. And I think, do you know I mean, I remember when um, the invasion was released. Remember there was two episodes and there was talk that the animators had been told, no, don't, they had to cut out, there was some shots basically of um, Tobias Vaughn being seen on like you know screens around the, the complex, and they went no, we didn't have them on TV. It's got be as screen accurate as possible, and, I, and I, I'm I buy more into that way of thinking rather mm-hmm. than and then what can we do to kind yeah. of embellish it a little. And okay. the thing is, but I don't. I mean, I'm saying that I'm completely ignorant of the process. I'm completely ignorant of everything that's involved and how they have to go about doing it. They, that might be something that's dictated. That might be it's decisions. It's probably been it's probably discussed. It's probably agreed upon. Yep. You've got to be mindful of the fact that. A big part of these animated productions is that they get shown on BBC America. That's mm-hmm. part of the deal. Yeah. And I imagine they, they probably take the commercial implications of that into account, where they want to make it as entertaining and maybe they say a bit more up to date for a modern audience. So yeah. you know, I can understand why they might tweak it, but I just feel that um, in the case of Fury from the Deep, there were some embellishments I like, but some of the others they just kind of ruined the atmosphere a little Interesting. bit. Interesting. So, for example, Celestial Toy Maker. If you yes. were to do that. I think if they did a straight version of that, I think it would just be as dull as dishwater. I think if they're going to do a Celestial Toy Maker, just do well, it with bells and whistles on and just go to town on it and make it as fantastical as possible. That's a really good example of where they, where they, you know, they could. I mean, I'm in the minority. I quite like the Celestial Toy Maker. I remember when I listened to it when I was doing my my one big sequential watch through, etc. There's some really really good ideas in it. The idea that other people have become trapped in the toy maker's domain and are trapped as toys. That's horrific. And then of course you've got ten minutes of Stephen raking through kitchen drawers, and you feel and you're listening to it going, oh god, because <laughs> you know Purvis will have been would have made that the most dramatically entertaining and watchable ten minutes of someone raking through kitchen drawers you've ever seen. Now look up, come on, hang on a minute, you know it'd have been amazing. That's my Peter Purvis impression, listeners. If anyone could have made that worth watching, it would have been him. Mm. But you're right. I mean, the rather than it looking like it was filmed in you know in a TV studio, that could look really properly cosmic. And I wouldn't argue the case too much on that one. I think it depends on the story. Mm-hmm. You know, Toymaker's got a lot of potential to get out there. Fury from the Deep, 
was the, you know all the received wisdom we had about it was that it was creepy and atmospheric. Mm-hmm. So when you're when when they made the sets like five times larger than they actually were, yeah, and the scene when Van Newton's gets pulled in was a bit too Mary Mungo and Midge rather than actually scary. But again, they might not want to make it scary. I don't know. I'm not involved. I can't. I don't have the resource or the ability to, to unleash an animated version of anything, so I couldn't. I can't be too critical. No, that's not true. You could. Do, I'm sure you could do a flick book version yourself. You could draw like if you start at the back of a is notepad that, and flick through. Is that it. challenge extended? Am I going to have yes. to make a flick book? Yeah, version make a flick book version of, of one of, a, of, a, of a Dalek missing, attack or something. Of yeah. a completely missing Doctor Who story. Yeah, you can do the end oh, of the massacre. No. There you go. You can realise the end of the massacre. I'll. I'll, I'll try. Okay. You can have it even just like Dodo running towards the TARDIS. Or, do you know, here's a, you know, I always, I always, I always moan. And Kenny, Kenny will tell you, off camera, off mic, I do. I always moan about continuity implants and <laughs> stories fitting into gaps and sequels. But dear God, big finish, why have you not made the story that tells us why Stephen came running back to the TARDIS and changed his mind? Mm. Get that done. Get that done. Go on, get that done as a companion chronicle, or a short trip, and I will spend my two ninety nine on it. <laughs> well, anyway, so yes, back to back to what we were talking about: evil Daleks and animations and yep. stuff. There are, of course, rumours that there's two more animations on the way. Yes, and here's where I have to be tactful and careful because I'm not sure what I'm supposed to know and what I'm not supposed to know. Oh, do you know something? Well, I don't know. I mean, I've heard I've heard it suggested at least certainly that the the season three opener, Galaxy Four. Is on its way. Yep. Fair that suggested. Okay. Um, How does that make you feel? Are you excited well, by that notion? Well, of course, it's, it's... William Hartnell's my favourite Doctor. I think Peter Purvis is one of the best actors to ever appear in the programme. Even, you know, Peter's on record as saying he doesn't think Stephen gets too much to do in this when he's, he's stuck with all Jacqueline Hill's lines, but it's still a really good story for Stephen. He still gets to say, now look, hang on a minute, a few times and have, have angry speeches, which he's so good at. Listeners, if you haven't watched The Ark in a long time, go and watch The Ark. <laughs> so good, man. He's amazing. And Maureen O'Brien, you know, she's still they're both still with us. They could be involved in the extra features. That excites me. I can imagine how delighted they're going to be at being able to watch the cartoon versions of themselves. Yep. And I love the thought of maybe them doing the commentary and, and, and seeing it. And just, I mean, I'm excited at the thought of experiencing them experiencing it. Yep. And it's been a long time since we got a Billy animation. I think. Mm-hmm. Is Reign of Terror the only one? And 10th Planet 4. 10th Planet Part 4, right. So it's, but, you know, it's been a long time since we've had a story that's had more than one missing episode mm-hmm. done, so... Yeah, I'm, it's I'm an interesting very, one. I'm, I'm up for it. Yeah. It's a very interesting choice because, say, when I read that, I just thought, wow, okay, that's not one that I would have picked straight away as being one to animate. But I suppose in some ways, it's four episodes, there is one extant episode. Yeah. Did you know? I mean, they could, that's you know, which works well as a reference yeah. for them because, yeah. you know, there's a tiny number of sets that they'll, you know, they'll, be, able to, they'll be able to build within that. Yeah. And I suppose the animating chumblies will be fine. Once yeah. you've built one, you can pretty much make yeah. them do anything. Animating chumblies there. Have you come to animate my chumblies? Yes, well, stick them on a table and pass me that mallet. <laughs> That's why Tom can't be here this week, listeners. He's not working. He's off animating his chumblies. <laughs> I have no idea if Tom listens to the ones that he's not in. He does. Oops! He does. <laughs> well, Tom, I hope those chumblies are well and truly animated yes. tonight. Yes. yes. Anyway, it's an odd choice, but it'll be interesting to see if that does indeed come to pass. Mm. I think it's a strange choice because I'd have well, said there were probably more obvious ones to I think go it's, with. I think, I think you've answered it when you said that about the excellent episode. I think it's an easier one for them to do. Mm-hmm. They only have to do three episodes. Yep. It's not like the Massacre where there's not as much visual material. They would have to do all four. They could do the Toy Maker because there's one episode of that, but as we've discussed. Yep. They, you know, the Savages, there's a good there's a good set of telly snaps. So mm-hmm. that's one, that's one that I rough. really hope gets done. Obviously, I would quite like them to do the Highlanders because then that, that, would that finish season four? 
No, you need still need the smugglers. Ah, okay. you forget the smugglers as part forget of season the smugglers, four. That's right. Yeah, but also I would like them to do the smugglers because that's another one. I believe there's a lot of vision material for them, mm-hmm. tele snaps. But you know, I would love it if they did wheel in space because I, I think the story's mental. It's great fun. Yeah. Uh, the one I'm not too enthused about, which I've, I think um, is the other one that's been rumoured as abominable snowmen because abominable snowmen bored me to death. Re- it can't have been that boring because you actually are still here so don't exaggerate well, I regenerated very soon afterwards into yourself again yes. you're just yes. like David Tennant regenerating oh yeah exactly you know why would I change look at me etc <laughs> you know well, you know, I came back bald Kim and Kenny first knew me I had my tumbling curls so maybe that was an effect of that no Abominable I remember when I did my big watch and listened through Abominable Snowmen the first couple of episodes are really quite good but it's just old men talking and it's so slow and dull so I don't know. Is that the, that is that another one that's been heavily rumoured? That's the rumored? other one. That's that's the other one that's been rumoured. Uh, yeah. But I suppose that's. I mean, they're they're obviously they've been focusing on the trout and stuff, which yeah. is fair enough. And you know, they're gradually filling up seasons four and five, and that's fine. It's gonna. It would have to get done eventually. So it just seems get, strange get though the way. that space pirates do that, and that's you got a complete trout and set. Yeah, I mean, space pirates. Season. Space pirates an interesting one because I'm, I think that's one. There's not, there's not, they don't have the telesnap resource for that nope. one, do they? So little is known about that one. Yep, very little. Um, you know, have I ever, I, have I ever shared with you um, my theory about the abominable snowman? My particular that, theory about it. Um, that the yeti are real. No. <laughs> Patrick Troughton varies his performance enormously in three years. I think it's a bit more consistent in season, in his third season, in season six. And one of the reasons that I when I did my big watch through, the reason I kind of found myself disliking him was that I found it at times very hard to read, even the Daleks is the story that does this, it found it very hard to reconcile myself to the fact that this was the same guy that William Hartnell played. I think it's probably the case, Patrick, playing the same part in and out week after week, varied what he was doing just to keep it interesting for himself. And I remember when I listened to Stroke Watched Abominable Snowmen, I felt that the Doctor we got in the first couple of episodes of Abominable Snowmen is the closest we got to the Doctor who came back in the Three Doctors. The heightened irreverence, quite the, the more sort of warmer sort of side of them. If you watch any Trouton story in the Three Doctors back to back, you will notice, you'll go, oh right, he's not quite as evasive and slippery as he sometimes is. But if you were to watch the first couple of episodes of Abominable Snowmen and then watch the Three Doctors, you'd see pretty much the same guy. That's what I think anyway, listeners. Which story or which era, partners era, do you think the second Doctor was taken from for the Three Doctors? <laughs> Write in and let us know to what story I think the second Doctor was taken from for the Three Doctors, Power of Three Headquarters, Glasgow, Scotland. Alternatively, give us a call on 01811 Yep, or send it to... Tom Harris at... No, 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 never mind. It's Deluge Tom. No. Give Tom an, an, e-box, an inbox Deluge with opinions on where the second Doctor was taken from. I'm sure he'd love that. Yes, absolutely. Or not. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's interesting. an interesting mix. So, given that if these next two that are rumoured are true, mm. what would you pick as the very next one to be then? I think... I think Wheel in Space. Yeah. Because it'll finish off that series. As a Hartnell is my favourite Doctor, so obviously I would love it if they did the Savages or the Smugglers, as you said, which would be a good one. But I think, you know, from a from a commercial point of view, Cybermen story, first appearance of Zoe, we've still got Wendy, you know, that'd be a big selling point. I think, I think we'll... And they, I mean, they, there was that whole thing when, like, they animated the first ten minutes of part one, which is baffling, so I don't know if they started to do it and then changed their mind. I'm not sure. I don't I know. Think I, don't, it was I don't know enough to speculate. I think it was a BFI exclusive. They just did a condensed ten-minute version of episode one, which was baffling. It's strange. Surely, if you're going to do it, do it all because yeah, that's, I would agree that was going to be my choice as well. Because cool. you've got Cybermen, as you say, new companion, mm-hmm. new and popular companion mm-hmm. arriving. 
completes the season and it means also Blu-ray box set. Yep, yep. Um, and that's what we're all about, let's be honest. You know, and it's another good one for Fraser and there's a brilliant cast in it who deserve the chance to be sort of visualised. And a small dog has just run past listeners. It's either a greyhound or a whippet. Or somewhere in between. A so, grip it. Yeah, or a wayhound. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think we own space, you know, for many reasons, as we've just said. Yeah. There's only one way to find out. We just have to wait, don't we? Time will tell. Yep. As a wise, as a wise, well-played doctor by a, a fantastic Scottish performer once said. <laughs> yeah, until then, really, all we can do is sit and wait. Absolutely. Of course, we shouldn't forget, as if we would forget, to tell you to, because we're not at all recording this after we've recorded next week's episode <laughs> and then dropping it back in later. Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Indeed. It's a paisley thing, you wouldn't get it. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at Power of Three Pod, that's the number three. You can find us on Facebook, where you can leave comments and stuff, write nice things. If we, if I, if we ever remember to update it. Yes, and we've got our website, which is updated every week with new episodes, and occasionally we'll pop on articles and silliness and pictures and stuff. And things and stuff. And you can also check out our other podcast, Pieces of Eighth, where Kenny and Rebecca troll through the various myriad of Eighth Doctor spin-offs, which is some really good stuff coming up on that. You do not want to miss it. Check out mine and Peter's Earth 2 podcast, and of course Tom's political memoir, The Imposter. But most importantly of all, check out The Power of Three, because that's what this one's all about. Exactly. Absolutely. So Dave, given that I've just dropped subtle hints about Sydney Youngblood, <laughs> what are we going to play out with today? Well Kenny, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but oh, having no. mentioned them earlier on in the podcast, we're going to play out with a track from the Beatles album Rubber Soul, released on the 3rd of December 1965. 3rd of December is my wee sister's birthday by the way, anyway, but she wasn't born in 1965. This is the rather marvellous Beatles song, Wait. I'd never heard of it before. It's been a long time now I'm Coming back home, I've been away now. Oh, how I've been alone. Wait till I come back to your side. We forget the tears we cried. But if your heart breaks, don't wait. Turn me away. And if your heart's strong, hold on. I won't delay. Till I come back to your side <laughs> We'll forget the tears we cried I feel as though you ought to know That I've been good, as good as I can be Just say-